Hey everybody, this is Chris Mata, host of the podcast, A Mata of Opinion. On this show, we will be celebrating the best time of the year, football season. Each episode will cover different topics such as stats, rankings, predictions, and assessments. Welcome, and stay tuned for today's episode. Deshaun Watson. The NFL has finally decided to suspend Deshaun Watson for just six games. Now, there is a lot to unpack in this story, and I'm going to try and approach it from all angles. But right now, we're going to be starting with the timeline. So on March 17th, 2021, the first lawsuit was filed. By March 18th, it already went up to seven. Now on March 18th, the NFL opens up their investigation as well. By March 22nd, the lawsuits are up to 14. By March 30th, the lawsuits are up to 21. On April 2nd of 2021, Houston PD releases the statement that a criminal complaint against Watson has been filed. On April 5th, another lawsuit is filed, making it 22. On April 7th, 2021, Nike suspends its endorsement deal. I guess that's not what they meant when they said, just do it. On April 9th, two Harris County judges state that every woman that is suing Deshaun Watson must identify themselves. On April 13th, this causes one woman suing Deshaun Watson to drop her claim. On April 14th, another civil lawsuit is filed, so it brings the count back up to 22. Almost a year later, the first grand jury declines to indict Watson. So on March 18th, 2022, Watson makes the decision to waive his no-trade clause and he finally gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. He signs a $230 million deal over five years, and that sets a new record for the longest guaranteed contract in the league. Now, Watson will not be paid during his suspension, but the Browns restructured the contract, and his base salary is going to be $690,000 his first year, and then $46 million each of the next four years. Now, on March 20th, 2022, that's when... The Browns claim they did an extensive background check through the legal process and everything was tip-top shape with Deshaun Watson, but we all know things continued to get worse. So on March 24th, that's when the second grand jury declines to charge Watson, stating there is not enough evidence. So on March 29th, it's reported that the commissioner will not be the one making the decision. It's going to be the former U.S. District Court Judge Sue Robinson. On May 24th, Roger Goodell finally states we're getting to the end of the investigation on Watson. On June 2nd of 2022, a footnote claims that Deshaun Watson offered each plaintiff $100,000 as long as they signed a non-disclosure agreement. On June 6th, a 24th lawsuit is filed against Watson, making that the second suit in the span of a week. Now, on June 7th, the New York Times reports that Watson booked massages with over 66 women in a span of 17 months. And it even cracks something more interesting open. In November of 2020, Watson paid $5,000 to a Houston spa owner, which the owner said was for spa equipment. But Dion Lewis, the owner that received the money, was connecting Watson to multiple women for massages, essentially just acting like a pimp. On June 21st, 2022, Watson reaches settlements in 20 of the 24 lawsuits against him. And now we're back to present day where we hear he's only suspended for six games. 
That being said, a couple of extra tidbits here. The Texans have also settled with 30 women and were found to have already provided Deshaun Watson with non-disclosure agreements during this activity when he was with the Texans. Also, when Judge Robinson was reviewing the cases, there were 24 total victims. Only 12 were interviewed by the NFL, and they relied on the testimony of four in the cases that were presented in the judge's review. That being said, the one who sums it up the best is the attorney for these women, Busby. When referring to the NFL, he claims they only care about the bottom line. They care about making money, which is 100% true. Don't believe me? Hop back one podcast and hear how they handled their CTE situation that was running rampant. Now, looking at this whole debacle from the legal standpoint, I get it. There was not really much evidence to actually prosecute him on criminal charges, but that's how it is for most sexual assault cases involving two people. There was not like there was a camera in these rooms so we could all sit down and watch what really happened or how it went down. Could this really lead into how fast people settle? Well, if you're looking at $100,000 and it's a non-disclosure agreement and your attorney's saying, well, we can't really have a shot at prosecuting this man due to the lack of evidence. So you either walk away with something or walk away with nothing, or you end up going to court and nothing happens anyways, and he walks. I think the biggest complaint is this isn't something that's rare. 21 NFL players have been arrested since the start of 2022. That's just the start of 2022. There have been 982 arrested since 2000. The most in a single year was 2006, and that was 71 arrests. The Minnesota Vikings hold the record for the most of their team arrested, being 55. And you're probably thinking, what are these top charges that everybody's getting arrested on? Well, number one is a DUI or DWI, depending on the state that you're in. There's drug charges coming in at number two. At number three, it's going to be your domestic violence and assault cases. And again, there's been a link or a big question to how much is CTE contributing to this domestic violence that we're seeing in all of these NFL players. Now we're breaking it down by individual stats. Adam Jones is going to be our winner. He was arrested 10 total times. Behind him was Kenny Britt for a total of seven times. And behind him was Alden Smith for five times. So is there really an ethics code in the NFL or are they just like picking and choosing who's going to be thrown under the bus just so they can satisfy the public and continue to play ball? And if you're wondering what money is Busby talking about, just last year before the start of the season, the NFL signed $100 billion worth of TV rights and contracts to NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC, Nickelodeon, Paramount, Amazon, Peacock, and Hulu. Now, the NFL averaged 17.1 million viewers in the 2021 season. The top game being Las Vegas against the Cowboys week 12 on CBS for 40.8 million views. The other nine games behind that landed at around 28 million views. So you just follow the trend. More ratings means more money for the broadcasting companies, more money for the NFL. If there's more money for the NFL, then there's more money for individual teams and cap spending. More cap spending means more money to the players that can bring wins. If you have a winning team, you're going to get more ratings. And there you just completed the cycle. The Cleveland Browns have a quarter of a billion dollars invested into Deshaun Watson. Why? 
because they think he can get this team to win. They don't want to field another 0-16 Cleveland Browns team. So yeah, they're going to be fighting to keep that suspension as low as possible. That being said, no player accused of a nonviolent sexual misconduct has received a suspension longer than six games. Again, almost like an oxymoron there, a nonviolent sexual misconduct. Is there really such a thing? And right now, there's going to be a photograph around social media talking about all the players that were suspended longer for Deshaun Watson. The main one being Calvin Ridley, who is suspended for an entire season because he bet on an NFL game that he was not participating in, and he bet on his own team, that being the Atlanta Falcons. But I believe the NFL just used him as the prime example of not to put your money anywhere in this game. They claim it's to protect the integrity of the game, which I can see that part of the argument. Because if a quarterback decides, hey, I'm going to throw this game because I just put $3 million that we're about to lose, that's going to be really easy to do. Second, they bring up Josh Gordon. And I cannot stress this enough. It was multiple suspensions for the same problem. This man had a drug addiction and failed those tests multiple times. The next was the Bengals player, Vontaze Perfect. And that was because he was constantly putting player safety at risk with his illegal hits to the head. And this is on multiple occasions throughout at least five seasons in the NFL. It was only a matter of time before he got himself suspended for good. This season, DeAndre Hopkins is also getting six-game suspension for PEDs. Again, really none of this is comparable to sexual assault allegations, but these are the ones that came with definitive proof. That being said, we're just going to close this out by comparing Deshaun Watson's stats to Baker Mayfield. Thanks to his time in suspension, we have a perfect four-year picture for Deshaun Watson and a four-year picture for Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson has a total of 14,539 yards, 104 touchdowns, and 36 interceptions. We cross over to Baker Mayfield, who has 14,125 yards, which is 400 less, 92 touchdowns, which is 12 less, and 56 interceptions, which is 20 more interceptions. And if you want to go by quarterback ratings, the highest that Watson ever received was 112.4, with the lowest being 98. For Baker Mayfield, the lowest was 78.8 and the highest 95.9. Looking at these career totals, is it absolutely worth all of this allegation trouble, paying additional money, and then booting a man that just dedicated his whole body to this franchise? out the door. Really, we're talking 400 yards and 12 touchdowns. Was it worth everything? We're going to have to find out this season. The Jaguars are just now kicking off after their rain delay. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to A Mod of Opinion on Spotify, and don't forget to like and share.